0: Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is my daughter, Allegra.
1: You may know my mom from the Mom Hour. On this show, we talk about the books, shows, podcasts, and music that our family enjoys together, plus, how we discover great media for kids and how we consume it.
0: We also talk about other fun stuff like board games, tablet games, and movies.
1: Today's episode is all about tablet games that encourage creativity. So not so much video games as other ways to use tablet technology in cool, creative ways.
0: Okay, Allegra, let's get started.
1: Welcome back to Kid Literate, episode six. Like we said, we are going to talk about creative tablet apps, and I'm going to start us off with our first pick.
0: Can we just say first before we start today, first of all, two things. One, I have a cold. So my voice doesn't sound great. Yours sounds great, Allegra. We're Thank happy you. to be back with you all. It is the new year and we are just really excited to grow this podcast. So thanks everybody for being here with us for episode six. And this is maybe one of my favorite topics so far. So I'm really excited. Um, let's let's tell everybody what how we define a, a tablet app that is creative. What does that mean to you, Allegra?
1: Um, I think it means that like, It doesn't involve levels or like winning or losing and not like repetitive tapping to (laughs) shoot guns or something.
0: We all know the repetitive tapping on an (laughs) iPad, which, by the way, those kind of video games, there's nothing wrong with them. They can be very enjoyable, entertaining, a little mindless, a little time to chill out. So it's not that we're against them, but this episode is not about those games. Right. And I think the way I would define the apps we are talking about is that You are using the tablet technology, but you are ultimately creating something from scratch in a way. So we have several to round up today. Why don't you get us started?
1: So lately, I've been into photo editing. For Christmas, I got a really nice digital camera that I've been using a lot. And you can wirelessly drop that onto a phone or tablet. And I have a couple of apps that I like to use for photography. So I like to use a color story, which is an app where you can add like filters just like on in the photo app. But then also like you can add a light leak or like a sun glare flare thing.
0: Mm -hmm. So fun effects.
1: Yeah. Fun effects.
0: Is color story free. Do you remember? I think it's inexpensive, but not free. And then there are additional filter packs you can purchase. Filter
1: packs and in-app purchases.
0: Mm-hmm. And What else for photo editing? There's a couple more that you use, right?
1: Yeah. So I like PicMonkey, which is more of a graphic design app. You can like cut out a certain thing and then add shapes all around or text. it. Text.
0: You could design or, like a flyer. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's fun. And then the last one is Snapseed, which is similar to the... Um, to a color story, but it has some different effects.
0: Snapseed is actually, I believe, owned by Google. Mm, um, didn't know that. Yeah, I don't think it was originally. And it it kind of mimics the type of photo editing you do if you had, you know, like Photoshop or Lightroom or one of the advanced photo editing, but it's all on your device. I use Snapseed mostly for my own photo editing. Um, and in the show notes, we will link up um, a book by my friend Jill Krause, Called Picture Play, and it's all about how to uh, edit smartphone photos with either free or very inexpensive apps. And while it's um, not necessarily written for kids and tweens, I think you enjoyed the book, right, Allegra?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it teaches you a lot of good technical skills around photo editing. So those of you out there with uh, maybe tweens and up who are interested, um, it's an ebook. It's just an ebook download and. Uh, Jill's tips are amazing. So, okay, photo editing, definitely a fun thing to do on a tablet or device. Why
1: don't you tell us about our next app?
0: Okay, so Violet in our family, who is nearly seven, loves to do art and color. And um, while, of course, usually we get out regular pen and paper, markers, colored pencils, um, it is fun to have a coloring app on an iPad or a tablet. So a couple that we've used, one is called Pigment and another is called Brush and Smudge. I have watched you guys use these coloring apps. And I think the most satisfying part, of course, is that you don't have to color within the lines. You can literally just click a section, right? And Mm -hmm. change the color. So which of those two have you used more? Pigment and Brush and Smudge?
1: Pigment, because it's a little more advanced. The drawings are more advanced. Brush and Smudge are really um, like more little kid-ish. But still, I used it a couple of times just for fun. They've got like really cartoony
0: yeah. So it's almost like having like a preset coloring page, right? And yeah. then you get to choose the colors that fill it in. hmm Cool. All right. Well, that is, um, I would say kids of all ages would enjoy those too. So what do we have next?
1: Next we have, um, my brother, Reed, has been getting into stop motion, which we got a kit, but you don't need a kit. You can just use an app and use your Lego figures or... Any little figurines, G.I. Joe's.
0: So let's pause and uh, remind everybody or tell everybody what stop motion animation is if you're not familiar. So how would you explain that?
1: So it's basically videos are a bunch of pictures put together. Stop motion are you take individual pictures moving the thing one little space at a time and then the app strings it together for you.
0: Right. Exactly. So think of this like the old flip books that we used to have. Yeah. Um, digitally. mm -hmm. And so to make stop motion animation, you're taking a series of still photos with your device or your smartphone. We have just an ancient, old, unused iPhone in our family. Um, But these apps will then, like Allegra said, you take the series of pictures, you try to kind of stabilize the camera and then you take pictures. You could do your little calico critters walking down the street or your Lego figurines or whatever scene you've set up. Um, take the series of pictures where the figures are moved slightly in each one and then the app will string them together. And a lot of these apps have the ability to add music, add voiceover. So you guys have had a lot green of green screen, right? Green screen, a background in. Um, do we have well, specific apps to recommend for uh, Zing
1: Studio is a good app. Um, it goes with the Stickbot kits, but you don't have to have the kit to use the app.
0: And it's called Zing Studio?
1: Zing Studio. Okay. We will link animation, maybe. I don't know. Okay.
0: We'll link that up, of course, in the show notes at kidliteratepodcast.com. So that is a great one. Um, All right. Well, let's talk about Coding Club. Coding Club is basically my three children convincing me to let them play on the computer once a week after school because we tend to be pretty screen free um, in the weekdays after school um, unless it's needed for homework or something. But the three of them banded together and decided they wanted to start a coding club. So you guys use a program called Scratch, which I believe is available on a tablet for a subscription or for free using um, an internet browser on a computer. Is that how you understand it? Yes. And there's also Scratch Junior, which is a younger kid version. And Uh can you please explain to the adults out there what it means to learn to code using these types of games?
1: There are lots of different kinds of coding the one that this is, is you have little commands that you drag in and then you have a screen with a character on it and it does what those commands say. So if it says walk 10 paces, then the thing will move across the screen 10 paces. If you say rotate 90 degrees, then it will go rotate 90 degrees.
0: And there's probably like conditional stuff like if this.
1: Yeah. Then that. like if you type in no then say, too bad, and end the game. If yes, then say, great, come on.
0: Right, so the way I've observed this is someone little like Violet could do it as simply as... Making scenes
1: without coding.
0: Right, or having a little kitty cat that waves when you push a button. But um, getting more advanced, you really could... I created
1: Space Invaders, a Space Invaders game.
0: Okay, so getting more advanced, you really could design a... simple video game or or a not simple video game. Okay. So Scratch, um, available for tablet use, but we have been using it uh, in a web browser and you guys use it at school too, right?
1: Yeah. We have a teacher who is our engineering teacher and last year taught us some coding.
0: Cool. Okay. What's next? So next
1: we have an app called Let's Create Pottery, which is creating pottery on a tablet. And in the app, you have this virtual clay that you can like pull up and then pinch in and like like it's spinning on a wheel right
0: like a like a pottery Uh wheel
1: yeah and then once you're happy with the shape you hit fire and then you can like buy different colors with virtual coins not real money and then you create a final product and you sell it to virtual audience who aren't actual people
0: just like Part of, it's part of the game. They're, they're not strangers on the internet.
1: Yeah, there's Let's Create Pottery Light, which is the free version of the game. It doesn't have all of the colors, but if you have younger kids who just want to play around, it's great. But if you have older kids who don't want to, like, just have blue, red, yellow, and then that's it, no patterns or anything, then you should probably get the... Let's create pottery, not the light version. yeah, and it would
0: be a one-time purchase, right not instead yeah. a monthly subscription or yeah anything. no 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 I always in terms of spending money on these types of apps i'm I'm generally think it's a pretty good deal when it's a one-time purchase. I'm more wary of things that require a monthly subscription um, but with these creative apps um you know it's usually a few dollars, which is to me worth it for some creativity and especially if it reduces the amount of in-app. You know, ads that pop up or whatever else that the the free version is sometimes loaded with. So that is a great one. So that's let's create pottery. And then my final choice is a little bit more in the category of tablet games, Um, and that is all of the games by the um, Scandinavian game maker Toka Boca. I recommend these to parents of younger kids all the time. They're just amazingly designed apps games. Um, It's not a traditional video game like you said at the beginning, Allegro, where it's you're earning points and going up levels. And there's
1: literally no way to win. Right. There's
0: no winning. Um, And there are, I don't know, like 20 different Toka games. Way more. Way more than 20. Wow. Um, And they tend to be open-ended make-believe play. So in a lot of them, you are moving characters around a house or a store, or you are designing cupcakes, or you're setting a table for a tea party Um, and very open-ended. So there's no right or wrong way to do things. Yeah, um, you could shave the person's head
1: bald and it would be fine. Right. And the-
0: toka Hair Salon is, yes. that's, a, that's a favorite.
1: There's like one, two, three, and then Toca Hair Salon Me. Yes. Where you can put your face under the hair. A couple
0: other things I love about Toka games. Um, I think they appeal equally to boys and girls. They're very um, gender neutral. The characters tend to be like cute, funky looking little creatures. Triangle,
1: hairy things.
0: Yeah. It's not a boy game or a girl game. They allow for a lot of open-ended play and creativity. Um, and the way I always recommend that people purchase them, if you can find, is they are sold in the App Store in bundles. And you really can't go wrong. You, you might find a bundle with six games for $10, or there's a bundle with like 20 games for $15. Uh, they are all good. So that's a good way to try out a bunch of them. Um, and again, it's a one-time purchase, not a subscription. Um, they have been one of the high-quality app recommendations for preschoolers and young kids since you were that age, Allegra. So for yeah, several, several years. Like yeah. And, and, and kids still like them years into the future. So we just
1: discovered um, our family just discovered that there are like these mysteries where you hit all the hidden buttons, like to unlock a secret laboratory in like different scenes. And that makes it
0: more fun right. for so older some, kids. Some Easter eggs hidden for, for those of you who are savvy. Um, so that is a go-to and has been a go-to for us. Again, it's Toka Boca. And I I don't think you can go wrong. If it's your first time checking them out, you can buy one, you can buy a bundle. Um, they're just really high quality. They don't glitch. They're, they're great. So we will link that up again at kidliteratepodcast.com. So Allegra, is it time to talk about what we are reading?
1: Yes. So right now I am reading Out of My Mind by Sharon M. Draper. And it's a great book about a girl who has cerebral palsy mm-hmm. and is confined to a wheelchair, can't speak, and she goes to a regular school And it's but is in like a class that she's way too advanced for. She just can't let anybody know about it, and it's really frustrating for her. And then the story is about how she gets into the higher classes with... Um, all of the kids without disabilities.
0: Yeah, that is that is some powerful uh, perspective to to have a book told from the perspective of someone who can't speak, right? Yeah. Well, I am reading in honor of the new year and new goals and habits. I'm reading a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. It came recommended by a couple of different people, um, including Katie, who does a book segment with me on the Mom Hour. I think uh, she was one of the ones who mentioned it. So it's about... Changing habits, good habits, bad habits, which is perfect for this time of year with New Year's resolutions. Um, I like it so far. I'm probably 50 or 60 pages in, um, but I find those kind of books motivating this time of year. So again, it's Atomic Habits by James Clear.
1: All right. So now is our segment, What You're Reading, and we got an email from Amber and her kids. So Amber is reading Evie Drake Starts Over by Linda Holmes, who I think hosts a podcast that you listen to. Yeah. Pop Culture Happy Hour.
0: Yeah. So this is fun. Amber is a longtime listener of the Mom Hour and has come over here to listen and support Kid Literate, which we're so thankful for. Uh, Linda Holmes co-hosts Pop Culture Happy Hour, which is an NPR podcast about pop culture that I've listened to for years. And this is her first novel. And just funny timing. When we got Amber's email, I had just heard that Linda Holmes had a novel. So I'm glad Amber read it. I had not gotten as far as to check it out. So it's called Evie Drake Starts Over by Linda Holmes. Um, And Amber's kids are younger. So what did she say they are reading right now?
1: They are reading, can you save the day? As in you, the letter. And in her email, she said that it was really funny, like thinking about words without the vowels and like vowels and consonants.
0: Yeah. It sounds like it's a book that kind of personifies letters. So great for pre-readers and kids who are starting to recognize letters, but it's in the format of a picture book, a storybook. So she is reading this to her kids and recommended it for like preschool, kindergarten age. And it's called, Can You, as in the letter U, Save the Day by Shannon Stalker. And always we will link these up at kidliteratepodcast.com. And we love hearing what you are reading. So keep those emails coming. We'd love to hear from you.
1: You can also send in a voicemail or video of you telling us what you're reading. We would love to see you and could play it on the podcast.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea. In fact, I hadn't thought about how easy video is because we all have videos right on our phone. If you want to take a little video of your kids talking about their favorite book, um, we are an audio podcast, of course, but it is possible for us to grab that. Sound and play those little voices or your voice on the podcast and we would love that. So our email address is, Allegra?
1: Hello at kidliteratepodcast.com.
0: That's right. Okay, everybody, we are wrapping up episode six. We will talk to you soon.
1: Thanks for listening. Kid Literate is a production of Life Listened. Our sound engineer is Brian Thomas from Yokai Audio. You can find links to everything we mentioned at kidliteratepodcast.com and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Thanks!